Ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tincup, and you are listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. We are broadcasting live from Sherm in Vegas at the Accurate Booth and uh, talking to folks about HR, the conference, and also some things about screening. Baskaran, tell us a little bit about yourself. Introduce yourself. <coughs> Thank you, William. Sure. Uh, I am Baskaran Ambalavanan. I'm a principal consultant for Hyla Solutions. It's an HR tech advisory firm for small and mid-sized business. We help in system selection, implementation, integration, and stabilization of HR people-related systems. Oh, that's fantastic. So what type of systems are we talking about? Payroll? Payroll, HR, core modules, unrelated to people, right? From ATS to performance to succession management systems. And so on the front end, you can help them with just selection, vendor selection. Yes. And if uh, it goes further than that, then you can help them with implementation, things like that. It's an end-to-end service. So not only helping the system selection side, but also implementation as is a beast. Yeah. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> and it, it's getting some. It's getting better than it used to be. It used to be with closed systems, yeah. it was very difficult. The systems now are a little bit more open. Does it make it easy? There's always something in implementation that kind of goes sideways. Yeah, most of the vendors, they come with implementation specialists, mm-hmm. project team. Right. But client companies, the companies I work with at least, have up to 1,000, 2,000. They don't have the bandwidth because HR, IES, they already have a day job. Right. And that's where they need an extra eye. 100%. And because then, you all have done it so many times. You've done yes. it over and over. You know where things get twisted. Exactly. Data is always a thing that's really interesting. So, yeah. So one key difference is I grew up by transition from HR functional side yep. to the HR technology side. Oh, wow. So, so you've seen it on both sides. Yeah. Normally, IT people don't understand it. HR rarely understands technology. 100%. <laughs> Now, that hasn't changed much. Yeah. That's still there. Same. That's still there. Now, I forgot to ask you, are you global? Do you all do things all around the world? Are you domestic? I'm, ba- I'm based in Irvine, California, yep. focusing more on the U.S. side. Right. But I can do global. Yeah. I have global experience. Right. After all, I come from India. I worked in Oman for a couple of years before coming to the States. So. Wow. Where in India are you from? Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. Chennai. I've been to most of the big cities, but I haven't been off the grid. Okay. You know. Been to Bangalore, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. The, this is the next neighboring state. Oh. I didn't know that Delhi had a rain season the last time I was in India. Of course. There's a rain season. <laughs> I was there and it was rain. I'm like, I didn't know that we dealt with rain here. I didn't have, I didn't have a raincoat. I didn't have an umbrella. Sure. I didn't have anything. I just had cotton t-shirts. I'm like, yeah, this is, I need to learn this. This sure. is something I need to know. Um, let me ask you a couple of HR questions from what with your prospects and your customers and Things like that. But at the Acura booth, so we're asking about background checks and screening and things like that. One is the question is global. Now, how do, your approach to global, like what you've seen customers, we do a background check in, again, in Bangalore. But years ago, that would have been unheard of. It had been too hard, right? Now it's just normal. Right. It's just thought of uh, as normal. So what do you see with global, the intersection of global and... Background checks in the U.S., William, you have a clearinghouse. It's fairly easy to do that educational background, criminal background checks. In a country like India, it's slightly different. So you have to approach the universities. Now it's getting better. Yep. And also the background as a concept right. is, is different. That's right. Than Cult- culturally. Yeah. Culturally. Yeah. So I think it is and more and more organizations are getting organized in terms of who they hire. 
because I think the domain skills plays a vital role. 100%. And then, you know, and I know him XYZ, so that plays a role. Right. I think uh, larger organizations always add this, making sure, but it's not as systematic as in the U.S., for sure. What's what's fascinating to me is, is again, you're dealing with cultural issues, right? But you're also dealing sometimes with things that are illegal. Like in certain countries, you can't ask certain questions. Sure. Right? Yeah. So you're dealing also with that. So a lot of Americans, when they're looking at it, they're like, they just think they can apply American logic or process to Vietnam or something like that. It's like, no. No, in India, if you go, I'm, I'm pretty sure you know this, in resume, they put that uh, picture. Yep. That, that's a big no here. There's, But there, it's, that, that's normal. That's normal. Yeah. They put the date of birth then the gender and all those things, right? So those oh, yeah. things are not necessary. That's right. And then you don't put the data birth here until... That's right. Yeah. In fact, here they would see it as a, hire, a potential hiring bias. Yes. You can see that and then you can infer whatever we see in the photo. So the second question is around remote work. So once we went through to the pandemic and we're now we want to hire people from anywhere in the world. Right. We might not have ever met them. We've met them through Zoom or whatever else, but background checks used to be pretty simple. But you come in, you do your application or whatever the bit was, and then you fill out a background check, you give them permission, they'd go off and do it, and you either move forward in the process or you didn't. So what's changed, like in your mind, when you think about remote work and screening, just in general, is there anything new to you, anything different? I am not very familiar with the background check and remote work. Right. But as a concept, remote work, we tend to think remote work are not productive. Right. That was proven wrong. <laughs> thankfully, yes. Yeah, thankfully. And then the employee engagement rate prior to that was always hovering around 30%, right. 32. It went up to 40%. Oh, yeah, that's crazy. Especially right. at the beginning of the pandemic. And now it has gotten down 7% down again. Really? Like 33%. Wow. So we're back to basically pre-pandemic. We are back uh, back to the pandemic, pre-pandemic. Oh, I didn't know that. That's so the, a lot of factors attribute to it. One right. is the great resignation. Right. And people are feeling more important now. And there are other factors. It's really a fascinating why it was 30% and then during pandemic it went up. Right. And then gone down again. I think the, the rallying point of the beginning of the pandemic was like no one knew what was going on. Right. And so everyone got engaged. Was it really engagement or was it just... I have no idea. Everything had been destroyed in terms of the idea of an office, the idea of meetings, and this and the other. It was reconfigured. And then I think there was, the as the pandemic went on, we got tired. We just got tired with work, tired with personal, tired with everything, just got exhausted. People are more stressed than pre-pandemic. A lot of factors attributed to it. That's crazy. Again. So I think necessity is the mother of invention. Right. Where people are forced to work remotely, right? right. Man- managers were not used to it. And now they say there are data to prove people need to be in the office at least two or two days or three days in a week in order to have that one-to-one connection. I've seen that. I've seen that done poorly and I've seen it done wildly successful depending on the company. JP, JP Morgan, they built a huge complex corporate office in Park Avenue. Right. And now Jamie Dion, we have the CEO says all executives should work all five days in the office. No remote work or hybrid work. Oh, that's interesting. So, now, see where I've seen that be extremely successful is when 
it's everyone's the expectation. Let's say it's Wednesday, so we'll take JP Morgan off the table for a second. It's Wednesdays. Everyone's gonna be in the office on Wednesdays. Sure. But we're not gonna be working. We're gonna be brainstorming, we're gonna get right. ready to go to you, work on soft skills, gonna be training. Like it there's a real reason for us to come together. It's not for you to do email. Sure. You can do email at home. Like we're here to actually do something. Now that in those instances, I've seen it be wildly successful where everyone has the expectation and they communicate it really far out so everyone can kind of prepare. And uh, and again, less work. Personal, it, personalized uh, touch, yes. right? Personalized personalization. Right. I think listening to, right? Again, importantly, people don't listen. Right. They right. don't read emails, nothing. I think that's an opportunity. It's oversaturation, sure. Slack, and all these other tools sure. which are supposed to help us, and they do. Sure. They also right. get in the way. Last thing I wanted to ask about with the, with screening and really your take on the hiring process, the candidate experience, what I've seen is that candidates want it to happen faster. So candidates are now coming to the table saying, I want this to happen in two weeks, 10 days, three weeks, whatever the bid is, which is great. They want to move fast. We should want to move fast. Sure. We have the opening. You know, like, like screening and assessments and skills testing, those are impediments. Those are in the way, right? So how do we reconcile those two things? How do we get fast or get as fast as a candidate wants us to get fast, yet still do our screening? Or yeah, I think being upfront with the applicants, hey, this is the process, outlining the process, what is the expectations are. Outlining the expectations helps. It doesn't solve, it helps. Right. Right. And then even with background check, you look at the India, the hiring process is almost 90 days. When you offer a job, they can take up to 90 days. Oh yeah. Right? Oh yeah. So that's not the case here. Right. So I think important thing is some background com- checking companies, they do it 48 hours. Right. If they move different counties, different states, it takes time. Right. In general. You care, you want quality. Quality, right. right? Quality is important. Why do a screen if you're not going to get quality? Absolutely. Yeah. So I think outlining all these things are important. I got out of time and keeping them abreast of each step. So the candidate knows, okay, we are being engaged. I like that. Again, it puts the onus on the hiring manager and recruiter to then just be communicative. Well, Here's I think, what's going to happen next. Sure, sure. Because that's part of, they're part of it, right? That's right. So I think important, so they also build the relationship. It also helps to build them the relationship by the time they come in. Right. Rather than keeping silent and sending in automated emails. Right. You are on the stage, so that doesn't help. Brother, I've known you online for forever, <laughs> and it's just great to see you. Wonderful, William. It's a pleasure. Thank you for coming by. Thank you. Sure.